This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. You are really it's an Igu situation. I'm in an Igo situation right now. Igo, chukata, chukata. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For real, how are you? Oh, I, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. Man, the West Coast is fucking burning, and I don't want to start the podcast like this, but damn, it's been rough. It's It's been, the air's fucked up. Oh, man. But uh, you know what? We keep on moving. I'm checking the AQI every day. And here we are. We're back with another show. So excited to be here. Um, it's a new moon, by the way. Oh, really? I don't know if that means anything to anyone, but it happens once a month. New moon. I used to get new moon and full moon mixed up. New moon. What's a new moon? Is when there's no the moon. sun is in fr- no moon. You can't see it. Okay. It's on. It's on the other side. Okay. Full moon is obviously full, but I always thought. You know, crystals and energy yeah. and all that. The full moon is the time you, you know, manifest and set your intentions. I thought it was full moon. Yeah, what do you turns have? Turns out it's, it's, turns out it's new moon. So what do you do at full moon? Go crazy? Howl. Howl. <laughs> is that, I mean, does it matter as much? Is there something, some sort of tidal thing that happens? Um, I don't know. I don't know what, what it is, but the new moon is supposed to be about like, change and um you know it's the start of a cycle as opposed to a full moon i think is the middle or something like that because it goes from new to waxing waxing waning 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 and then goes back down you know right so like the full moon is the apex of the cycle versus the new moon the moon is a whole fucking story like like, the moon is fucking nuts i mean it's a whole fucking story i mean the fact that it is full at the apex and then the and the wane Uh uh-huh it's like the other decline that is a full fucking arc that's a story. Yes, it's a story. <laughs> the moon is good storytelling. It's the first storyteller. <laughs> I mean, that's that's crazy. I didn't know that the new moon. You're right. Like, of course. I also, I'm not start I'm, of a cycle. I've always been. Yeah. A, I've always been a moon girl. Never been a sun. Me fish. too. Yeah. Do you ever? Don't care for the sun at all. No. I. You know, I like sunny days, but like. I there's something about a full ass moon that really just I'm I'm moon gazing all the time. Well, it captures the imagination. It really sparks. I'm enamored. Yes, it I does. mean you can gaze. Yes. That's a, that's some shit you can gaze at. You know, you that's start a gazing, gazing moon. That's a gazing yes. moon. Stars, you gaze. I'm a nighttime bitch, one hundred. And so you like, can't gaze at no sun. You'll exactly, go blind. You'll go blind. And like, I mean, what are you, Donald Trump? <laughs> Staring even, directly into the fucking sun. But even then, like I kind of typically prefer slightly cloudy days, you know, where a uh, sun mm, is like peeking, overcast. Yes, where sun is like peeking out at you, like a koi sun, and like a koi sun. Ooh, it's like peeking a koi sun. Ooh, <laughs> I Who is that? Did, did you know koi sun? I do koi sun. <laughs> I went to college with a koi sun. <laughs> <laughs> she was the APA chair. Um. You know what? We were going to do some reviews and Patreon, but we'll do that next week. I would thank you for your reviews. Yes. Please keep sending them in. We got some great ones to read, but we're going to save it till next week because we're going to get right into this episode. Speaking of moon, this episode is going to be 
uh, I think we're going to have a nice little uh, talking about arc and oh, yeah. uh, a, a story. Yes. We're going to start with Moon and we're going to end with Moon. Oh. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why tell after you. a couple of breaks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, catch us up, Anji. What's been going on? How are you? Your face looks chok chok and <laughs> I'm fresh from a shower. I've also, I have not showered in a full week. I'm really seven gross. days. Seven days. A full seven days. My hair was super gross. I like finally met. I mean, speaking, is your kid in school? Yes. There's no reason. What? I'm just nasty. What the hell's going on? I'm nasty. <laughs> this is the thing. It's like there's no. <laughs> I almost wish no rhyme, that my, there's no reason. There's no rhyme. There's no reason. I almost wish my son was here so I could be like, oh, motherhood. Am I right? But no, it's just like I'm, yeah. I. Yeah. I just get caught up. And I get wrapped up in something and then I'm, it's that it's like 1130 and then I've got to go do stuff, you right. know, and like keep going. And the, when you're in a keep going mood and you're constantly sort of like, yeah. you know, um, when you're treading water. Yes. You, that's the worst time. It's almost better to drown because at least you could touch bottom and push your way up. <laughs> oh, it's okay. All you know right. I mean? It's like better but when to you're sink. treading water. Yeah. It's better. You're to getting s- tired. Yes. But you can't get up. You can't reach the side of the pool to take a rest. You can't do shit as opposed to if you were to sink, you could at least propel yourself up. There could be some movement out towards up, down, something. But yeah, yeah, so I decided to, I've also been sick. So my whole family has been, had like the flu. Oh my God, that's scary. Yes. Like, not not the COVID, the regular flu. So we the all, shit that kills people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all of us got tested Sunday uh, after like the fourth uh, day of this, where it was like, oh, this is not a cold. Damn. This is definitely a yeah. flu. Um, was that scary? Terrifying. <laughs> all you're thinking about is COVID, right? Yeah, and also like, where did I go? <laughs> Who did I see? Did I what see? motherfucker did this to me? Yeah, or who did I give it to? You know, because I don't uh, fucking yeah, know. Even worse. Yeah. Right. So I'm just like freaking out. We've all, and this is like literally the day everyone started getting sick on the day of my birthday. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. What a horrible fucking way to celebrate your birthday. Yeah. And so thankfully yeah. I like had celebrated kind of the weekend before. Like I like I like yeah, that yeah. fancy dinner and everything, but like I canceled everything. I had a bunch of social engagements, like social distance hangs that I was supposed to do. I like yeah. had to cancel all of those things. Um, in the new backyard, or are you going out to like parks or something? No, in the all in the some in, one was in the new backyard, one was in a park, and then mm. uh, one was at their place. Gotcha. So, okay. um. All these things, right? And mm. so just been like very scared, very isolated, um, yeah. and very sick. And also, I don't know, have you ever had to care for a sick loved one? I won't do it. It's the worst. I can't. I've never, I, can't do I, it. I never hate my husband more <laughs> than when he needs me so much. When he's whimpering. <laughs> you're looking at it, you're like, this is not what I fucking married. <laughs> He's like, you know what he once said? He was like, it's because you hate when Weakness. you hate to see me weak. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> I can't stand it. I can't. Only show me strength <laughs> or don't show me anything at all. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, it's that true. is so true. You get you get threatened by the weakness. 
I, I, but it's also like it's very annoying because <laughs> <laughs> keep talking. <laughs> Say more about that. I mean, it's just what, what I mean. Like the thing is, like I think it's because I'm sort of like a. Um, I just grin and bear it, sort of person, mm-hmm. right? Like, right. like you're a Korean ajumma. Yes, like you're just like you're just like, sweating, yeah. like 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 all the sweat from your um, fever, and like you're, I'm just yeah. still like lugging laundry upstairs, feeding everyone, yeah. and then like at like five o'clock, I like I would like whisper to Max, like I have to lay down. Yeah, yeah. You know? Your whole thing is this too shall pass. Yes. And <laughs> yeah, he's just you're trying like, to break a fever. And, he, and, and I'm, I'm just trying to break a fever, do the things. And I do it myself, right? I care for yeah. myself. I drink the water. I'm taking the mucinex. I'm doing all these things and I'm doing it myself. I don't ask him for shit. I'm asking for mm. anybody for to do anything. Mm. Yeah. You're not asking him for like soup? No. Or like... I order my own amma, soup. Masaji. No. I'm ordering you know, my own nothing? soup. I have my own uh, fucking Hypervolt and I'm doing all this shit okay. myself. <laughs> You ain't need nothing from him. Nothing. So when he, when he turns around and needs something from you, it feels unfair. Kichane. Yeah, bacha. Like really kichane. I mean, it's also it's not yeah. that he's like trying. It's not like he's like being good, like drinking a lot of water and like doing these things. He's just yeah. like curled up, like oh. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like helpless. That's, helpless. Like chongmalo tokishiro. Like that sort of thing. If he was yeah, one, yeah, if he was trying yeah, and like 맞아, 맞아, working 맞아. through it and being like not a bitch, I would be <laughs> I would be there for him. That's my man. You know what I mean? I would be there. I would stand with him. Yes, yes. When he doesn't need you is when you want him. I mean, even if he needed me, if he exhibited less weakness. How does that manifest? Not crying? No, but it's like an, an ability to care for yourself. The fact that you understand. Right. This is nunchi, right? Because if you know if you care for yourself less, there's actually more work for the people around you. Yeah, exactly. If you just think about it. If there, he should, in his sickness, he should be thinking how this affects you. Everyone. <laughs> Okay, I get Let it. that I, sink I, in. I hear, I hear Let it. that sink I hear in. It. I hear it. <laughs> Let that sink in for a second. You dropped that for me in a pickup, and I did. I ate it up. <laughs> you picked it up mouth first. Mouth first. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. I get it. Like, I, you and I are very similar in that we are very self reliant. We've we have grit. We we're elbowing through the fucking mud. <laughs> You know, and when we get up and we're, you know, uh, we are able to at least say we did it ourselves. Mm-hmm. So when we see other people not doing that, it's like, Ish. it's that feeling, yeah, especially. Like, yes. But, you know, when it comes to friends, it's or like cohorts. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. When it comes to my partner, I, I have to curb myself because. I realized that there are, we talked about this. Yeah. Like, this is like the road to compassion that I'm on. <laughs> right. I thought, I, I thought it was previously you had di- self diagnosed yourself as a road to autism. 
but now you're it's, it's compassion. <laughs> no, the it's not road towards autism. It's road away from autism. <laughs> I'm trying to go away from how I've been dealing. I I well, so I was with my friend Steve yesterday, and we were writing up stuff, and we were talking about college. That's how we met, and I I was talking to him about like, hey, by the way, recently someone told me that I hurt their feelings, mm-hmm. and he was like, okay, and I was like. <laughs> Do you think that's something that was happening in college? He was like, <laughs> I started laughing. And I was like, and I got a little offended. I was like, why are you laughing? And he was like, are you being serious? I was like, yeah, I, I, I guess I didn't realize that I was hurting people's feelings. He was like, and then he mentioned a list of things that I was doing in college. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, you don't think when you did this, when you screamed at this kid for being at our house till four in the morning, and then you try to speak, and he, you know, he was a Chinese kid, yeah. and you try to speak fake Chinese <laughs> to kick him out of the house, you didn't think that was unkind and hurtful? And I was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, the fact that he had a list ready to go. Ready to go. <laughs> and then I was like, then why do you why do you deal with it? Why 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 do you like me? Yeah. And he was like, because you're really good if you're a great friend to have mm-hmm. when you're on their side. But when the arrow is pointed <laughs> against you, yeah. no one wants to be around. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, you're absolutely right. I'm like very all or nothing. Mm-hmm. It's either your family or you're not. You're inside or you're outside. There's no middle ground for me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's so true. And he was like, yeah, you were so mean to so many people in college, but we didn't think anything of it because you were great to us. Right. And I was like, oh, shit. Something that at age 38, I still need someone to tell me straight up that I am hurting feelings. (laughs) Folks, I'm trying. You guys, listeners, thank you so much for (laughs) sticking with us. I'm learning. Growing is hard. Growing is fucking hard and it hurts. I mean, yes, it is. It hurts to be told that you... Yeah. I did apologize to my husband. You did? I did. I, like, maybe two days ago, I was like, I'm sorry for being such a... <laughs> <laughs> How was it received? He said, thank you for acknowledging it. Um, wow. but then, and then he waved it over. He's like, but you're always like that when I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> well... At least he knows what he's getting. I mean, I, I get it. And I also, like, it was just a very particularly bad flu. And, like, yeah, I know that it's a flu because yeah. we all got co- tested for COVID. We did rapid. I am actually awaiting yeah. my test results. My husband got his, and his was negative. Okay. So, I mean, by, you know, property transference, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. We hope. We hope. But, yeah. <clears throat> we hope. We hope. <laughs> but also, by the way, how, how, have your, how have your allergies been with all this fucking smoke? Horrible. Absolutely horrible. I'm taking a Zyrtec a day and that's not enough. And it's really been, I mean, for those of you who don't really know what it's like, it's like when 
when I go outside for a walk, yeah. I my mouth is full with dirt. Like There's particles. Dirt p- particles. Yeah, like sand. It's fucked up. And it smells like when you go out, like when I, every morning I go out to water the plants, mm-hmm. it smells like I'm at a campfire. So like I, fire. yeah, it's, and it's, there's so many fires happening that there's no like chance for the smoke to clear. It's just constantly like we haven't seen the sun in two weeks. You would love it. It's overcast, <laughs> but there's not one cloud. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a cloud in the sky. The sun is blocked by the smoke. You guys are like it next is to a so burning building. Fucked up. And the building is the woods. Yes. Yes. And we can't get out of the house. Mm-mm. It feels completely like I'm fucking trapped. And so this past weekend, the AQI, the air quality index, which is something I never even fucking looked at until this year, yeah. um, was so high. I think... Like the moderate level is like 50, mm-hmm. which doesn't moderate doesn't mean clean air. No. It means you, you won't die. Yeah. Uh, the AQI in LA was 160 to 170. And get this Yosemite National Park, which we had a vacation planned from like a, two months ago. Oh, that's right. Was that supposed to be this week? Next. Yeah. Yeah. This coming week, Tuesday, we're okay. supposed to go Tuesday to Friday. And the AQI up there is 400. <laughs> it says literally hazardous. You know what I mean? And fucking Airbnb and the Airbnb host was like, um, "Yeah, you can. We can't get you a refund because it's af- it's after 48 hours you booked." And I was like, "What? This is a national disaster." Yeah. And they're like, "Okay, you have to call this like extenuating circumstances on Airbnb." So I call them. And all I'm getting is like automated recording things. Sorry, uh, the phone lines are too busy. Yeah, everyone's canceling shit. And- yeah, right. So, and then it's it tells me I can't cancel. I can't uh, apply for an <laughs> extenuating circumstance um, uh, application until it's 72 hours out of the check-in date. So I just have to sit here and be like, um, okay, so. Where's all that money going? Yeah. This was like, I paid a lot of fucking money down mm-hmm. to book this place, you know? And it was, it was like a celebration thing to like, oh, you yeah. know, like some great stuff happened in my career. I want to celebrate with my loved ones, mm-hmm. my college buddy, Erwin. Like, we're all going to go together. I haven't seen him in 10 years. Like, this is going to be great. And then fucking this happens. And so I, I went back and forth. I went to my bank and... Uh, disputed it the charge Ooh. yeah that's the way to do it that's like the real Karen way to do it it goes straight to the source yeah yeah and I turn and off the guy the who picked up the phone yeah yeah exactly he, he, he might as well have been named like Chathan or something he was like <clears throat> he was like bruh Yosemite I can't believe you're missing Yosemite bruh that sucks <laughs> and I was like uh what he was like Cat, we'll take care of this for you no problems bruh this is like that's crazy that they're making you fucking pay. And I was like, whoa, yeah. okay. This bro is really helping me out. He's <laughs> like, you, oh, I'm a huge fan of yeah. national parks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, me and my bros Warren did our, really like, has yeah. helped me out. Yeah, me and my bros yeah. did his bachelor party there and it was fucking lit. 
yeah, half dome, bro. You're gonna climb. You're gonna climb half dome. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, this guy's too stoked. But he really understood the pain of not being able to go to Yosemite. So he was like, no problem, bro. I'm gonna fill this out right now, and I'm gonna send you a confirmation email. You need anything else? And I'm like, what the fuck? He's so stoked. Where's the Indian guy from Mumbai? Like. <laughs> I want more indifference. I don't want this guy to care so much yeah. about my vacation because he knows what a good vacation it is. <laughs> yeah. It was like so startling. I was like, at one point I was like, oh, it feels good to like talk to someone who's like actually empathizing with yeah, me. Yeah. Instead of just like a random Eastern European mm-hmm. who's reading off a fucking prompt mm-hmm. on their like i486 DOS computer. Yeah, you know, I, I'm like, getting a lot more American customer service people at a certain level. Hey, finally, jobs are coming back. Yeah, <laughs> it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cheaper. actually cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> so oh we got that going God. for us. <laughs> I go. So, yeah, I've been spending, because of the air, I've been spending a lot of time inside. Eric and I have been reconnecting in a nice way. We, we ran away to Palm Springs for a weekend. And it was just nice. And the air quality was slightly better. It was 120. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's it's disgusting. But, you know, it, it is what it is, and this too shall pass. <laughs> and, you know, we are starting to think about, like, okay, five years ahead, what are we doing? Yeah. If this becomes like Oregon, where half a million people have to evacuate, Yeah. right? What do we do? You know, like, there's no way to, and to pay this much rent in L.A. and not be able to go outside? So what are you thinking? You know, I mean, how much longer? How, how much longer is this? Is AQI supposed to be this high? Because even inside, can you you smell like smoke, right? Yeah, that's what I mean, my friend no... in Portland was saying. She was like, inside, she works at a hospital. <gasps> Your in... friends in Portland? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, but she, she didn't have to evacuate. She's on the other side of the river. Oh okay. So like, that's there's like she's relatively safe, but the air quality is horrible, horrific. Yeah. Um, and she works in a hospital, and she's like, it's actually. You ins- it smells like smoke inside, like like a campfire. Inside, yeah, it's permeating everything. Because it's that so thick. <clears throat> it's that thick, and there's not enough like trade winds or whatever to like wipe it away, you know. Because truthfully, the country has not seen this much fire at one time. Yeah. You know, like you look up at the sky and you feel like a dinosaur. Like, oh, is this how they went? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like. <laughs> Truly, like I mean, yeah, it's scary. I've been like listening to a lot of stuff about like history, like the rise and fall of civilizations and stuff, and it's been like, mm. you know, this is maybe. I mean, this is it's- like one of the moments. <laughs> one of the moments. Yeah. It's like one of the defining moments where, like, as a it's society, a, yeah. as a civilization, it's not that we're gonna end, but it's a, uh, it's a, bec- it's a, de- it's the beginning of the decline. You know, the decline of the West. It's definitely an inflection point for something, for real, because you know, shit's just not as it seemed. Like, what's the point of having Weather Channel if you can't fucking <laughs> predict these micro tornadoes that are going through the Midwest? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what do you, what, what is this? So, so wait, I don't know. I guess that, in a way, what are they saying that the when the AQI will be better? Um, I've looked two weeks out and nothing is better yet. Wow. And I don't think they do more than two weeks out. Yeah. So it's rough, <laughs> but 
here's the thing. It's rough everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Right? If it's not smoke, it's fucking wind. If it's not wind, it's flooding. If it's not flooding, it's fucking ice storms. <laughs> like, it's one thing or the other, you know? So, like, I don't know. Is there a place that's strategically better than another? Uh, maybe. Maybe Alaska. Uh-uh. I hear th- I hear the Arctic is gonna be melting. Yeah, Garden of Eden. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is that would you guys? Is that what you guys were talking about? About in five years that you guys will be out of LA? Yeah, absolutely. Still in California, especially because if I'm writing, yeah, I could write from anywhere. It doesn't really matter. So, right. you know, if obviously if you have to act like. Hey, I always wanted this life of like, oh, I booked a gig. Okay, I'll fly in for that. I'm down. Yeah, me too. I hated running around to auditions anyway. So this is a nice time to really think about like, what do I really want? Do I really want to be fucking getting parking tickets because I have to run in to do this audition and they're running over time? And I'm like looking at the parking meter, like adding more money every 15. Fuck that. No more. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing's fucking changed. I mean, when we talk about what we want, and it's like, it's so clearly like one of my friends, when she, when we're probably like five years out of college, like she had a very good, okay job at a consulting firm, but she hated it. Yeah. Like deeply hated it. Consulting firm sounds awful. Mm-hmm. But she was good at her job. And yeah. she was like one of like the few women that had like a math bait, like a CS, like mm. math kind of job. And she yeah. liked it. She was good at it. So it's like she could had a lot of potential in the industry. She liked it as a career. And she went to a life coach and like kind of had to distill down what she wanted. Yeah. What she want out of because she was like, well, this is your career. This is what you've chosen. Like was like she didn't see a way out. Right. And, she created a prison for herself. And she just thought she just felt like she just hated her job. Yeah. And. I have a couple of friends who are like this as well. Like, it's just like, they just hate their jobs. And like, if you ask them to articulate it or sort of like, this isn't what I want to do. Okay. Well then what is it? Yeah. And I remember my friend, like she, it got down to the granular level. She had a very stern lesbian telling her who eventually also became a personal <laughs> trainer. <laughs> like, like, I, and general contractor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're adding a wing. <laughs> Truly, like, I, I would, yes. I, I hope that the next big cult leader is a stern lesbian. Really? Please. <laughs> please. please. Let me follow a Denise to the ends to of the, the earth. To the ends of the earth, I would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everything. Oh, I can't. I, like, the snacks would all be so sensible. Um, so, like, I can't. <laughs> I, I think that she, in the granular level of what she liked about her job was, like, she liked interact. She liked, um face-to-face with her co-workers she liked mm. um i think what else was uh she liked to do specifically work with spreadsheets like excel specifically okay. and like this and it was like small tasks not a career right not an actual job this were just like mm. truly banal tasks that they broke yeah. it down to and let me tell you wow. she found and now she works at like she works at genentech now but she like oh my friend Erwin works there. It's supposed to be a great company or whatever. I mean, she's happy great as company. a clam and doing wow. exactly what she wants. And it's because she ricocheted from that job she hated to like another job she sort of hated, but mm. also understood because she had. Because once you talk your way through something like that, 
The next yeah. one is easier. Uh, yes, of course. The first cut is the deepest. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, I know. <laughs> okay, so what does that mean for you and me? What does that mean for us on this new moon day? Yeah. New moon night. What is that? What does that mean? I was listening to this podcast. Do you know Ghost of a Podcast? No. You would love it. It's it's hosted by this kind of it's hosted by a psychic medium and astrologer and animal communicator. Um, I don't want to know what they have to say. (laughs) It's what they feel. (laughs) And um, her name is Jessica Lignato and she, she has this wonderful podcast. It's truly like LA trash. You know what I mean? It's like, very crystally hippie energy queer so if you're into that you'll love it okay if if you're a skeptic you'll hate every single second of it but (laughs) i love it because it's my way of like understanding this person has studied the tracks of moon and stars and planets they know and it's funny the way she talks about astrology it really uh, you would love this sings to me because she talks about it as she was like, I, I look at extra astrology exactly the way um, data scientists look at data. Okay. You know? Yeah. Because I'm only using historical data to draw a line into what's happening now versus the future. Right. And that's exactly what that yes, is, data yeah. scientists yes, do. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, you're actually absolutely right. This is all based on, albeit anecdotal, but data. Yeah. You know? So... Um, I, I was listening to it and she was talking about how like, okay, new moon's coming up. It's a manifest time. But what does that mean? Because you and I talk about that a lot. Dream out loud, manifest, right. say it out loud. But what does it actually mean to manifest something? And she was talking about how exactly what you were talking about with your friend. is like, what are, are my feelings and are my thoughts mm-hmm. lining up? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And then and that's what I would like to get to. Because like you can, because thinking about it, are being able to articulate your feelings mm-hmm. accurately. Yeah. That encompass it is a gift. And it's a huge gift and a very hard skill. Yes. People make millions yes. for being able to do it. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. But. So when we talk about like what I what this pandemic has done in terms of us realizing what we want out of our jobs. Yeah. I think that truly I I have found that I do miss being on set. Okay. Um but not because of the acting. I love being on set. You like being around people. Yes. Yeah. Which is why you created a backyard space. <laughs> I am going a little nuts about it. Yeah. I need, I, and also yeah. I, I don't, and how about this? I do not miss, I miss performing very deeply. Okay. Like just that. Like I don't necessarily miss, uh, like the jokes. Or like any of my material. Yeah. <laughs> I know? can't even tell you one joke from my set yeah. right now. If you told me to do my set right now with a gun to my head, I'd be like, you're going to have to kill me. Because <laughs> I don't, not one setup is coming to mind. Yeah. 
Because that life is so far away from what it's light years. Light years. So it's like I yeah. don't have that has nothing to do with me now. But yeah. I do. I'm truly like I'm just like I don't fucking even remember that bitch. And I'm sure I would hate her now. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I haven't even thought about it. But I, 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 I have that's. <laughs> but I will say that like. In terms of uh, uh, like us, both of us, like just realizing what we want out of this is one. Yeah. I understand now very deeply that this is a career that I want and can do. So I would say the can is new. I always knew I wanted to. I had no idea about it. You never it. thought you could? Mm-hmm. You you figured you couldn't. I just felt like I just felt like there was so much opportunity for me to fail, and and I was actually cool with that because there was also all the other things, right? Like performing and things like that. Like I could make a living doing this. Mm. Um, I really was very into the idea of like having like sort of like a blue collar existence, working, doing the road. Stuff like that. Yeah. Now that's not a possibility, and I've discovered that's not really necessarily something I even wanted to do. What is like to go on the road? Up, yeah, stay like a like a yeah. stand up comedy, like do that in that life. Like no, it's a stepping. It was a stepping stone the whole time. It always has yes. been. Yeah, that's what I mean about okay. So I, that's that's very. Uh, I know there's more show to get to, but like, I just want to wrap this thought up because I was doing my morning pages today and I was writing Mm -hmm. about that exact thing. What do I feel versus what do I think? Mm -hmm. And how does that line up? So for example, I've been talking about buying my mom a house. Yes. For a very long time. And I still want to, but what is that? What, what does that actually mean? House means a, stability Mm -hmm. and it's i'm watching the vow right now have you watched that on hbo oh my god have you ever heard of nexium that cult yeah yeah. the self-improvement cult with the sex slaves grace park grace park or whatever yeah Yeah, Kristen crook yeah yeah. allison mack Mm -hmm. anyway it's about that it's really well done on hbo i highly recommend it it's a docuseries docuseries you'll love it it's really well done okay and um you know it's it's kind of basically scientology light it's at one point on the second episode they're like can you believe people are saying we're like scientology oh my god i'm like what <laughs> it's the same exact thing it's basically taking principles of therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy mm-hmm. and and basically uh, in using that to help people but also um sexually enslave them. them yeah trap yeah, yeah yeah like scientology yeah. you know so Every cult is like that, I guess. But um, I, I was thinking about like, what is it? What is it that I am so afraid of? And uh, what it is, is that feeling of um, instability and not feeling safe. Mm-hmm. And that's what that H, that big H, the house represents. Because at a very young age, I was fending off landlords, mm-hmm. knocking on the door looking for rent, yeah. always at the brink of eviction, mm-hmm. always at the brink of homelessness. And that feeling has never left me. I've never felt settled since then. And I think I'm looking for that. 
And I know I'm looking for that. And that's why I want to buy my mom a house so that the family can feel safe. And before I can have that, nothing else really matters. Nothing else. I don't care about anything else until I, I feel safe. And we're all trying to look, and, feel safe. Right. Mm-hmm. In one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Right. So now I'm trying to, with this new moon, really manifest not the house per se. Not the object, but the feeling. Yes. But the feeling Ooh. of safety. Wow. And once I, and I think that's really what manifestation can be, I think, mm-hmm. is once you clear your mind towards the feeling. Mm-hmm of obtaining the safety, yeah. then everything, I think, f- folds into it. Yeah. So I'm going to try that tonight. I'm going to do some meditation tonight. I implore, I, this will come out tomorrow. <laughs> so <laughs> I hope you're doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll try to rush it out today, rush out the episode today. But yeah, um, happy manifesting, happy intention setting. Hey, it's a fucking crazy world out there. We have control over very little. And um, whatever you can have control over right now, indulge in it. Whether it's self-care or, you know, caring for someone else or, you know, finally doing the thing you really want to do. Yeah. Versus what we felt like we, quote, had to do. Discover so the much power. The yeah. Discover the power within. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's the only thing we have control over at this moment. (laughs) (laughs) Really. All right. With that, we're going to take a real quick break and we'll be back with our topics of the week. All right, we're back. Yeah. Uh, today, I am so excited to talk about this. I ran into this thing on YouTube about this lady named Kim Hedin, mm-hmm. who is uh, a Korean matchmaker. And she is matchmaking. She is, first of all, she defected from North Korea. That's crazy. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. And now lives in South Korea since 2012. And since then, she has been feeling this like pang of loneliness. She misses her parents and her people. And so she started um, uh, creating a matchmaking service for North Korean female defectors Hmm. and South Korean men. Huh. Since 2012, um, she has matched hundreds of couples, inter-Korean couples. Hundreds? And it's already hundreds. It's always North Korean women right. and South Korean men. Right, right, right. right. Which makes sense. There's because, like a shortage of women. Yeah. 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 And South Korean women are more and more progressed right. in, in culture and society. Mm-hmm. So South Korean men who clearly have not progressed with them. Yes. Um, are now feeling shitty and unworthy <laughs> and passed over and yada, yada, yada. So if now they're looking at women who just escaped a third world country. Yes. <laughs> but it's their own people. 
that's you know, like the so big thing. It's like because a lot of yeah. Orleans, um, Vietnam, Vietnamese yeah. people, uh, people from the Philippines, Filipino. Filipinos, uh-huh. uh, a lot of them are also being sort of getting into the mix of South Korea in terms of a, a, a culture it. that is arguably one of the most homogenous outside of Japan. Yep. Exactly it. And the forced um, to reckon. But I mean this is a very interesting fix around it. Hundreds? Yeah. Hundreds. hundreds which means the defection rate is so high. Right? right? Because and only the rich among the North Koreans can, can defect. To defect. Yeah. Unless you're like some kind of like fucking ninja, ninja warrior, warrior or yeah, yeah. You know, and you, yeah, and you then you should go on te- television. Then you, yeah, you should apply for American Ninja yeah. Warrior because <laughs> you would absolutely win. <laughs> if you have defected out of North Korea, you could win any fucking competition. Any, Survivor, re, re, road ch- challenge, the challenge, real world world, world challenge. challenge. I can't say that as a Korean person. I sound so racist. <laughs> On myself. Real world world rules. Real world world rules. That's too much. You can't expect me to say real world road rules. And the word women. Women. (laughs) Real world world rules women. God, my mouth is too small for certain words, I realize. I just, I'm not, I'm not genetically disposed. Look at how small my mouth is. No, Peter, I want to remain your friend. Stop. Don't I, <laughs> don't I look like a sex doll? Not the body, of course, but the the mouth. You know how like sex dolls always have tiny mouths? Yes, I know. That's what I'm saying. This is not... <laughs> I want to see it. Okay. Anyway, back to, back to the <coughs> interesting thing. <clears throat> so there are apparently about 20 to 30 matchmaking companies that specifically work for North Korean to South crazy. Korean Crazy. Capitalism which, is crazy. Crazy. But also that, you know what that tells me is that the defection rate of North Korea mm-hmm. is so high to the point where they know this is happening then. They right. must know this is happening. This is not just like scurrying off to the border on, you know, you have to be paying off officers. Yeah you know, mayors yeah. or fucking whatever. There's so many people to pay, mm-hmm. which means this has become almost a black market economy for North Korea. And, right? chi- like, and China, right. And China, of right. course, because most people are coming through. China, yeah. So it, it, it is very interesting, especially what you were talking about a couple of weeks ago about Kim Hyo-jung, mm-hmm. Kim Jong-un's sister. Yeah. Is that her name? Yeah. Um, who's uh, starting to... S- not so quietly take power. Take over power, yeah. Right. And Kim Jong-un slowly declining in health and power. Yeah. So maybe things are changing. I and didn't because know that gout could be deadly. That's crazy. He didn't know gout could be deadly? I did not know or that you gout. Didn't. I did not know that gout could be deadly. Jason Chin. He didn't die from of IO. He didn't die of gout. He died of a heart attack. Yeah. Via gout. Get gout. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, anyway, so the uh, there is there used to be apparently a stigma in mm-hmm. South Korea about marrying North Korean defectors, but now that is starting to change. Yes. It's becoming more and more of a thing. There's a YouTube video um, about this lady, and it's by t- uh, TikTok. No, uh, what is it? Quick Take. Okay. Quick Take News from Bloomberg. It's a great video. I suggest you watch it. 
you and the the cool the, the coolest part about this is that she clearly has assimilated into South Korean culture. The way she talks, yeah, is very Seoul South Korean. Sure. Uh, yeah, you know, like it's you know when you hear a North Korean talk, you're like, holy shit! Like this is a different country yes. you're from. But this lady is like clearly like, yeah, kromnyo. Yeah, uh, you know she, she, she's delighting in it. Like it's like the zealot, she's deli- the, yeah, the zealot of yes. a convert. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Her face is creamy white to the point where like it's problematic. Where you've clearly polished your skin. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like t- too much. Where it's like I don't know, but to each her own, whatever. But um, the fact that she's so excited mm-hmm. about being out of that place yes. and the way she explains about like how much freedom she wanted she couldn't have her hair past a certain length mm-hmm. and then she was like and now i have the freedom to talk shit about kim jong-un yeah. and no one could do that and i'm like yes i mean yeah so you often also so, don't even realize how stifled you are until you're free ain't that the truth that is. I mean, you, yeah. like that. I can't imagine she may have had like this like Nancy idea of how how much yeah. she wanted to escape, and then what she did, she made like in retrospect. You so it's only that's the kind of shit that you can only realize in retrospect. The level of oppression those people endure. It must be so tapped up to live, you know, to live yeah. like that, and especially to be rich and live in North Korea. It must be so tapped up because you have kind of the privilege to see media. Like, yeah, <laughs> little video DVDs of like K dramas. They're seeing like BTS. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because yeah. if you're rich anywhere, you have access. So like, that's got it. Those are the people escaping. So, man, what a crazy thing! And you know, she talks about being a, just a small part of um, the re not, not what is it called reunification, reunification efforts, yeah. reunification efforts in Korea. And this is just a way to like, you know, through marriage start um kind of like tying up those those frayed ends uh, of these two nations through marriage and i thought that was a really cool that is cool so question. cool i mean this is a, a yeah. very interesting thing i had no idea this is very interesting yeah right that's because there's such a heavy stigma too and yes. who knew i mean i understand why it's mostly women because like there's mostly single korean men you know you know i have a like a right. um a chongak sachon like he's like almost 50 now Oh, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. And it's like a never married, never I mean, married. Oh, and so like wow. there's it, there's also it's like a the same sort of phenomenon that's happening in Japan. There's a permanent sort of, I mean, and the thing is, he did graduate. He went to, uh, he did go to college. He went back, right? Like, mm. like he didn't go all the way through. Uh, like he's, uh, they like he graduated from high school, no money, went and studied, and then went back to school got college, like, got an office job, all this stuff. He put it all a little too late. Like, like he worked, like, a regular job. But see, like, no one likes, no one wants to send, marry their daughter off to, to that guy. To that guy. <laughs> like, right? But, but it's also like, why not? <laughs> you know, it's like, what, it's, it's not like he ever made, he was never poor. Yeah. He just was never rich. The amount of women who are um willing to quote settle for that type of man 
that pool must be shrinking very, so much. Very right? much, especially among South Korean women. So yeah. like, he wanted to marry, I think, a woman from the Philippines. I remember maybe like 10 years ago because mm. um, he had finally bought a, a place and it was like outside of Seoul and stuff. And very big deal. Mm. Like, it's very, very precious. You know, property yeah. is very precious. So, um, yeah. in, he, had, he had property in Korea? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, That's huge. He, yeah. like, he's trying to do everything to create a, create a world for a family, right? He's scrambling. Yeah. Young man trying to do it. Um, wanted to marry this woman from the Philippines. Mm. That was it. Why? Because cause she was Filipino? Yeah. Good racism? Yeah. <sighs> See? That's you think you're doing something good for your family? Mm-hmm. You just you just cut the legs out of a happy marriage. Yeah. A happy relationship. Just because she doesn't look Korean. I'm sure I mean and honestly, after some time, I bet she could look Korean. <laughs> yeah, with enough K beauty products mm-hmm. <laughs> and surgery? Yeah. yeah. BB cream, like you can just BB cream that shit off. The way that Korean people put it on. Truly. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I just, I, I remember it being like, so this guy is just like never going to get to be happy. You know, because I, I mean, like, like Kusachon is like, he, like until went to the, the the his dad. mom dies and he gets to fucking live his own life. Sure. He's 50 now. I mean, he's, uh, he's like uh, so much older than and me. And his mom's still alive? Mm-hmm. Oh, well. almost, like, it's crazy to think now that she's almost 80. And if he, if he, as a 50 year old man, if he wanted to marry a. Yeah. Like, he's too old. And he still has dong now. What does Dai have to do with it? It's actually better if you marry an old man. He, he'll die. <laughs> what are you talking about? I would love that. <laughs> so Give me an old man with land. Slide into my DMs. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I just think that he. 우리 안에 like 그는 생각 다 꺼진 것 같아. Like he he's like let go of that dream. 알아 때려치우고, you know, yeah. he's yeah, he's not even thinking about marriage anymore. I don't think so. Wow. Okay. But like I had well, no idea. This is like this is such a great workaround. But it's like it's a very common problem. Like there's a huge market for brides for this like lower middle class, middle yes. class echelon of Korean male. That is, yeah. well, and also because there are, fa- big families are not common in Korea, outside of mm-hmm. everyone from our parents' generation. Right. So, if the, people have one or two children, everyone is shooting for the son. Yeah. Everyone wants exactly. boys, everyone wants to do this, so like, you see, like, there's a gender disparity in a society, and all of a sudden, pussy is rare. Stocks go up. There you go. Prices go up. And then you, yeah, you start, and that, hopefully it'll stay black market for a while so that it doesn't become institutionalized. <laughs> this, <laughs> this marriage trade, but um, yeah, happy to see it. We love this to see it. This is very exciting. I'm going to watch this video. This is great. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to, I know you have this down, but I was going to do this too. Do you want to share this one? Yeah. So, Speaking of, this is Peter and I were on a work call together, and Peter just like out loud was like, "Oh my god, you guys, the election is so soon, <laughs> so soon. It's so soon. We're in the middle of September, guys. It's we're less than two months out. We're almost in the six week run, right? Yeah, this is it. That's crazy. It's getting crazy. 
It's getting nuts. You guys get out there and fucking vote. Register. Get out there and register now. Get your mail-in votes now. Do it. This is our chance to be fucking patriots in this motherfucking country that, you know, has not been so nice to us. Yeah. But, hey, it's the future of the country. Then we could take this over. And guess what? The data, mm-hmm. the numbers show that we are the motherfucking future of this country. Yes. Okay. We have like, okay, so we all know what our parents are like. Conservative. Um, and like up yeah. until Clinton. Yeah. Everyone was voting Republican. Republican. My mom was a Reagan head. She loved Reagan. Oh, yeah. She thought, yeah, she, it, it, you guys have heard us say, talking about this. Like, especially immigrants tend to vote red. That's just a thing that happens. It's because of this sick, like, dream that we sell immigrants of, like, hey, just put your head down and work, 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 and you could become middle class one day. You know what I mean? Yes. It's that. And it's this lie of, like, oh, it's going to trickle down from the rich people to the poor, as if that worked in your own country, immigrants. Come on. There's a strong idea of personal responsibility that resonates deeply with immigrants, period. Asian-Americans in particular, but immigrants, period. Like, it's just a strong... And that's the thing about it is, it's like any immigrant from any country... And I've I've actually talked about this with Max. It's like, they are fucking extraordinary. Most people cannot see beyond the four walls of their own life. And every immigrant sees beyond... Exactly. And that, it's, that's great. That's extraordinary. You are, non, bar none, an extraordinary person if you're willing to leave behind everything you know for an unknown. Presumably exactly. better, but you don't fucking know. What do you know? You don't even speak yeah. the language. You're either highly skilled slash brave slash um, ambitious or you have a uh, hidden colonizer within you. Yeah. And that is... What drives people all to leave and go forth, right? It, all extraordinary, no all matter extraordinary. what. You are different than the so, others. And that's a right. po- And that's what we prey on. We <laughs> That's what we want to. That's what the Republican Party does. He's like, it's not about community. No. It's you versus them. It's individual liberty. If you, you know, can like, do it, you have why, to be if you rich. can do it, why can't, why can't they do it? And the thing is, you have exactly. to acknowledge in yourself that you are extraordinary. That you are yes. not the rule you are the exception this proves it right yes. and then you know already know you are an extraordinary person and you know how hard it is exactly you're, so and you're a special that's person that's why <laughs> that's why they have been so and you know especially asian americans and we haven't been here that many generations there are exceptions to the rule 1800s we've talked about 1 to 65 people coming between 1800s to 1973, you know? <laughs> but really, the diaspora, really, especially Korean-Americans, started in the 70s. Yeah, late 70s. And that's when, and especially when after the Korean War mm-hmm. and we went through a dictatorship and they were like, oh my God, the college demo, yeah. you know? And then all of that happened and then there was a huge exodus of, uh, you know, emigration. So since that time... We have been, uh, as a culture, as an immigrant culture, Asian Americans, we're not a monolith, but in general. As a voting block, as a voting block. As a voting block, we have been voting Republican. Now, since 2000, the Asian American population has climbed 87%, Mm -hmm. now exceeding 22 million. Uh, And in that same period, the number of Asian Americans eligible to vote 
has more than doubled. This is what you keep hearing about when they say Asian Americans are the fastest growing uh, voting block in America. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. That's what Andrew Yang was touting and running on. That's what we have the power to do. And the Asian voting block is, guess what? Moving from red to blue. blue. Wait, and, and also, wait, I just want to include all of this, by the way. It, wasn't, it was only in 1992, baby, where the New York Times even added Asian Americans as a demographic. <laughs> That's Two fucking crazy. Exit polls. That's 1992. 22 years more than 22 years we have become the fastest growing electorate and here are some numbers because we love numbers right is it 28 years within 28 years not 18 yeah within 28 years we've become you're right of an actual force from the first time that we've actual force to reckon with from an exit poll we've become a force yeah that's one grad student okay (laughs) now in two, so how it, how it has changed in 2000, I'm going to read you some of these numbers. Al Gore received 54% of the Asian American vote. First time we switched from Republican to Democrat. Yes. And then George W. got 41%. Still kind of close. Yes. In 2004, Bush's second term, 56% of Asian Americans backed Democrats. Uh, at that point, it was John Kerry. Yeah. In 2008, Obama's first term. Yeah. We switched to an overwhelming majority from 56% to 62%. We went 62 to 35. We went hard Barack for Obama. Barack. We went hard. For Barack. And that's that's very cool. That's cool. And I, that, you know what that is? I will say, and this is, uh, I am ashamed of this, but <laughs> Barack's first term is the, uh, oh, actually no, 2004 was when I first voted. I was able to vote in 2000. No, I wasn't. Sorry. My birthday's in December. So I couldn't vote in 2000, but I voted in 2004. Mm-hmm. And I remember in 2008 when we were voting for Obama was the first time me and my friends, my generation, first generation mm-hmm. Koreans were talking about voting. Wow. Ever. And this number really reflects that. Yeah. It's that second, you know, past immigrant generation mm-hmm. that's really starting to be like, okay, we have to live here. We're Americans. What are our values? That's that 62%. Yes. And then when it was Obama versus Mitt Romney, we went up to 73%. We doubled Democrat. down on Obama. Doubled down. 73 to 26. Okay. And then when we went to Clinton and Donald Trump, okay. we dropped back down to 65 to 27. Still overwhelming majority. But all those Ajushis, they defected back all to. All those fucking Ajushis. You know those Ajushis with three beepers and a yes. gun? Those, ha! <laughs> yeah, like the scary Ajashis. Yeah, all of them went for Trump. These Ajashis, they were like, you know what? Trump likes gulp too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they yeah. like golf. So they like, s- he likes a belt with a lot of stuff on it and he's got guns and like, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And also, we hate women. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, this is indicative of that. Now, in 2020, preliminary data is showing that Biden has an overwhelming lead, comfortable lead uh, mm-hmm. over the. Uh, the fucking orange monster. Yeah. 
So what does this mean? It means that we are growing up in a country where we are becoming more and more blue as a voting block. Mm -hmm. And that really excites me. And that means that things are changing. And we always are told as immigrants and, you know, children of immigrants, nothing will ever change. This country was never meant for you. It'll never be for you. So put your fucking head down and don't participate. Just be quiet and assimilate. Yeah. You know, and that is now changing. You can, the numbers don't lie. No. The fact that we are overwhelmingly blue now in a short 28 years, that's huge. And I'm so proud of us. I mean, I think a lot of it is also have to do very specifically with uh, Trump. Um, yes. I, I would encourage all of you guys to continue yelling at your parents about stuff. It does yeah. change minds. It does matter. It does. Um, it does. Even they, lie yeah. to your parents. Yeah. If you if you have a parent or a family member that's going to vote for Trump, mm-hmm. tell them that you will pay them yeah. if they vote for. Oh, also you can say you can say that he slapped a Korean person. Oh, that too. <laughs> Better yet, he slapped a Korean umma. That is. Yeah, yeah, lie to them. Lie to them. And then later when they vote and they go, okay, don't you know? Then say, psych. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking plan, psych. And <laughs> saying that we both said that at the same time. I know. It's so stupid. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like, right. I, I just, I, I, this was an exciting thing to have to like. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I'm having some issues with my computer right now hopefully all this is fine um yeah are you, are, let's take a quick break and then we'll start back up with what kick-ass, kick-ass korean? koreans <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> i think that, that'll be good <laughs> all right we'll be right back okay i don't know what's going on with my I'm 그렇다면 플랜 B예요. 지금 전화한다. 심장이 터져버릴 것 같아. 사랑해요. 
And now it's time for our favorite part of the show, Kick-Ass Koreans. Kia! Okay. Um, I want to start, and this is an honorary Kick-Ass Korean. Um, We haven't had those in a while. We have not. But I think she deserves something special. Um, her name is okay. Crystal S. Anderson, PhD. Okay. Oh. Um, okay. I've dropped her Twitter handle. It is do- at Dr. C. Fu. Mm. And she has a transnational American studies, global Asia, Afro Asian studies, K pop researcher. Okay. okay. <laughs> She's currently assistant director. Uh, at the Stern Center for Teaching and Learning and Affiliate Associate Professor of English at George Mason University in, Fairba- mm. in Fairfax. And, dude, this is her job. She just released a book called Soul, S-O-U-L, in Seoul. Okay? Okay. And it is very specifically revolves around the parallels between black and Motown rhythm and blues music and K-pop. Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. And it is very cool. It is very cool. Um, I think that it is one of the more insightful and incisive sort of like reads on K-pop that it's very similar to Motown in terms of like artistic vision and stuff. Highly recommend. Uh-huh. I'm going to drop the link to this W B U R org um, interview and, and then an excerpt from the actual book in the in our talking points thing. Um, very fascinating, but also I just want to shout her out because if her Twitter feed is, she is a part of the army and she is an academic that has made it a point to like, you know what we were talking about before about manifesting out loud? Mm-hmm. She seems like someone that took something that she liked and things that she knew that she wanted, what she wanted, and she made that into her job. Huh. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, it really, really is. Um, so yeah. her PhD is very specifically, and, and all of her research revolves around this very specific divide. And there's this um, very salient sentence that I, I will just want us to talk about here. Um, mm. She, because, okay, there's this article, this article literally, I don't know, I can't play it for you guys, but she draw. There's like a literal play by play between Casey and JoJo's "All My Life" to <laughs> two PM's "Wanna Love You Again." Okay, and it is fucking eerie. And wow. she was like, I, she was basically saying that like they're all. And it's not just a K-pop group that just stole it. Well, this is what she's saying. She was like, okay. all of these are R and B ballads. I mean, that's really a lot of K-pop, especially early K-pop was very R and B. Driven. Do you know Red Velvet? Mm-mm. They're a girl, a girl K-pop group, and their whole thing is um, half their songs are electro pop, mm-hmm. and half their songs are throwback R and B, nineties R and B vibes. <laughs> it's really. Great. I love that. Okay. Yeah, you would really like it. So, she basically says there's. It shows that K-pop doesn't just draw from the contemporary music. It also reaches back to older genres of black popular music, okay? And now this is the sentence that I thought, um, because her point is that in America in the 50s, a lot of black artists had to have their music covered by and sanitized by white groups in order to achieve success. 
Like Chuck Berry yes. and all those guys, yeah. And this is a quote from her. One thing we see in those instances is that often those songs were initially performed by African American, were covered by blah, 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 blah. But those waters were watered down versions of the original to suit the white mainstream. Um, but black originators were never given any credit. K-pop is different because they utilize the concept of citation and don't hide the connection. Okay, so like, right. okay, you cite your source for a news story or a research paper. K-pop artists are cite the music tradition of the R and B, and they threw so through authentic performance. <coughs> and they have used uh, they've used this term to describe um, this idea in relation to popular music. It's called uh, this authentic performance, and it's the yeah. idea that it points the performance points the listener back to the original. That like, gotcha. I mean, honestly, if you're referencing, you're referencing, and it's very clear line. And if, yes. And the thing is um, that I think you would, I think a lot of K-pop fans are familiar with those things. They're like very conversant in this language. Yeah. And this is yeah. a very fascinating article. Um, the book excerpt was even more interesting. Um, she like goes into like the granular stuff about like Korean music producers and stuff like that. Like how the Korean music uh scene continues to use local producers as opposed to like bringing in like Avicii or whatever you know they're like global <laughs> hit makers or whatever but they yeah, use yeah. local talent and it's like this like small community and how K-pop perpetuates like a very Motown feel cool. down to the exploitation awesome. and everything it's a very cool article we will link to it I, I, I just as uh, I found it very fascinating and like um, yeah. really wanted to shout this lady out for doing this work so that's awesome. why I think Korean Hell yes. Okay, look her up. We'll drop the link on the um, podcast details. Uh, my kick-ass Korean is also a lady. Her name is Lauren Moon. Um, I don't. This I can't is believe we haven't moon. talked about this is her. A full moon. This is the full, full moon. This is the full cycle. Full cycle. Lunar cycle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> moon to moon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Lauren Moon, who's um, she's a TV writer uh, or, you know, screenwriter. Her credits include Netflix's Atypical, um, Freeform's Good Trouble, and um, a lot of different shows. Uh, she's a, she's a kick-ass person in the um, entertainment business. Yes. But also what's cool is that she has been chosen to write the newest adaptation of... Silk. Um, Marvel's Silk. Yes, very excited. Which about we this. talked about yes. in like I think two years ago. We were talking about Silk because yeah. they were in talks of making this movie. Yes, and finally they attached a scribe to it, and her name is Lauren Moon. Uh, so it's going to be a live action TV series centered around Marvel's Silk, aka Cindy Moon. The, the character's name is Cindy <laughs> Moon. 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 Yeah. <laughs> And she is the, I, I believe she's the first Korean American Marvel superhero. I believe. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be the first Korean American woman. Yeah, superhero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've had Filipino superheroes, Sunspots Filipino, but, um, and then there's that whole like Asian contingency of DC superheroes that only exist in China. But oh, I didn't know that. This is, yeah, there's like a whole team of like Asian superheroes that we never even hear about. Cool. But, um, this is the first like mainstream Korean American superhero. It's underway at Sony and it's going to be released on Amazon. I'm so, so excited about this. 
Um, and the origin story basically is when Peter Parker got bit by that yeah. uh, spider yeah. in a school trip. It also bit Cindy Moon, who's in the same school trip, but we have never talked about it. Right. So the origin story happens at the same time. It just splits into this other universe. Cool. So I'm super excited for her. Cindy, uh, no, sorry, so many moons. Lauren Moon is from Texas. She uh, identifies as a queer third generation Korean American. Uh, she graduated Pomona College and holds an MFA from USC. She's so dope. I'm so excited to see this series and hopefully get to someday meet her. Another queer Korean American. Come on, Come on. there's not many of us out here. Yeah, I think <laughs> so she's really kick ass. Yeah, this is it. It's just <laughs> me and her. All right, so go uh, check her out. Support all her stuff, the socials, all of it. I don't think she's on Twitter. I was looking for her, but she must be on other things. Brave of but, her. Yeah. Brave of her. Yeah, that's it. Um, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. Breathe clean air if you can. Yeah. Um, and hey, it's a new moon, so manifest that shit that really matters to you tonight. Or if you're listening to this tomorrow. Yesterday. Tomorrow or yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.